podcast listeners, what is going on? It's your boy, Matt Baxter on the Matt Baxter Show. I am hanging out with Dr. Enya Perry. Dr. Enya Perry is just awesome. She was an athlete. She's a CFO. She comes from uh, just a brilliant mind, brilliant background, and is just motivated to make the world a better place. I have, I really enjoyed getting to know her. I uh, really enjoyed getting to know her background, her motivation, uh, the drive that she has. Uh, it's it's pretty special just to see kind of the next phase of uh, e- each step of her life and how you 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 want to spend time not getting too. Um, uh, identity wrapped up in each phase of your life live the moment enjoy the moment when you're at when you're an athlete enjoy it but also remember that you're more than just an athlete uh, if you're a cfo uh, enjoy the business success and enjoy the business uh, responsibilities and results but also remember you're more than just that too so dr perry just brings energy life wisdom and just uh, inspiration to to make the world a better place so dr perry thank you so much for who you are uh, I just want to say a huge thank you for having you as a guest, and I hope that everybody enjoys this podcast just as much as I did. Dr. Perry, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Thank you. Definitely appreciate the ability to be here and the invite. Definitely it, appreciate it. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to hear more about your background. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of with that being said, you know, do you mind just sharing your story a little bit more about you? And obviously, I, I'm, I'm excited to dive in more about your story. But starting kind of with your background, would you would you mind uh, sharing a bit about you? Absolutely. Um, and I love the way you asked that question. Because <laughs> I love I love stories. And I love hearing people's stories. So I would say if I had to look back and kind of categorize my story, my story is one that really shows the evolution of purpose. And I say that because I can really chunk my life so far <laughs> up into different um, different development of purpose, different phases of development of purpose. And I would say early on, is my purpose was defined by other people and other people saw what I was capable of doing. And based on my gifts and the talents that they saw, they crafted a purpose and a future for me that aligned to my function and my skill. I was great in school, had excellent grades. I was really good with numbers. Um, I was excellent in sports. So my purpose was crafted around that, around the skills and function. And so that's the way most of us start our life. Um, But then I entered into another phase in this evolutionary journey of purpose to understand the agility of purpose. That purpose is not static and it's not confined to just one area or one form, or one location, or one time period, I had to learn that my purpose isn't tied to my skills, it's really tied to my story. And so as I started really unpacking my story, and unpacking the things that I've experienced thus far, I had to understand that what's inside of me was greater than anything I had already faced, because I was still standing, right? And so it's those things that are inside of me that then caused me to ask the question of, what am I doing with what I have? With everything I've endured in life, what am I doing with what I have that's inside of me that allowed me to overcome? What am I doing with those things? So really unpacking what are those areas that I have that I can actually leverage to make a difference in this world? And so that's where I learned kind of that whole agility of purpose and really defining my own purpose outside of just 
a role or a function. And when you think about it, like even in society, society kind of con- constructs this framework of identification that's based on your function. When you meet people, they say, hey, what do you do? And of course, they're, they're looking for a title, right? They're <laughs> looking for your job or your organization. But I had to, again, understand that my purpose is far more than that. Yeah, I can give you my title. I'm CFO for government markets at a very large insurance company in North Carolina. I can do that. But my purpose, again, it extends beyond that. And so I began to introduce myself based off of my purpose and my impact. So it's not just my title, but who I am. I am the person that sees value and gifts in other people, even when they can't see it themselves. And then I'm able to lead them on a transformative journey to fulfill that value. That's more than being a CFO, right? That's more than being a finance person that's good at numbers. Because wherever I am, if I'm in a grocery store, I'm still looking for that. I'm still looking to activate that purpose. So that, I would say, was kind of my next evolution of purpose is beyond just this is what people tell you you're good at, so this must be your purpose. But my purpose grows beyond just, oh, yeah, you're good in sports. Because at some point, what happened to me, I was injured. I went through things that I could no longer be this gymnast that I thought was going to be my goal in life and my future. Now, who am I? Right. And you think of all the athletes that have suffered career ending injuries or different uh, people who have somehow come to an abrupt end to what they thought their purpose or they thought their career would be. Now, who are you? And that's why purpose to me has to be defined beyond just a function and a skill. But then I think where I am now is in a space where My background is very, very broad and it's very deep. And when you're faced with that, I'm now in a place where I have to realize there's a difference between being capable and being called because I'm capable of doing a ton of things, right? And I'm passionate about a lot of things, but what is it I'm called to do in this season at this time? That's where I have to put my focus, my energy, my time, my resources, because that's where I need to be. So I think it's kind of an evolutionary journey of purpose is how I would define my story. Well, it's an amazing story uh, in so many different ways. And, you know, I I can, uh, there's a couple things I can really relate to about, you know, you get validated in certain stages of your life by success Mm -hmm. and sometimes validated by negatives. But a lot of times like athletes, like you start to get some success and therefore you're known as the, you know, the football player, the basketball player, the volleyball player, whatever it may be. And then uh, either you're, you're known and identified as that as long as you keep going or then something changes to immediately stop it. So like I too was planning on playing lacrosse in college, was ready to, uh, you know, freshman year, ready to rock and roll. And then I got hurt and I, you know, played basically, I was on the team for basically half the season and I decided to pull the plug and stop playing. And it's like, I'm no longer a lacrosse player anymore. It was a great season. I'm, I enjoyed it. I loved it, but that's not who I am. And, you know, even further, same thing like career-wise. Then, you know, people, mm-hmm. when you move on from sports, you go get validation in the business world or medical world or what nonprofit, what, whatever it may be. And it's a, a careful line between being capable, as you said, but not necessarily spending all your time being validated by that. And that's a challenge. And so I applaud you for, obviously, the the capabilities and the skills in so many different areas, but recognizing that like you're not identified by any one of those, you're identified by the person behind it 
able to do all those things and capable to do all those things. And then even further, the next chapter is being called to do the right things, not just capable to do anything. Mm. So I, 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 I can, that's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that's uh, not always an easy lessons to learn that we learn in life. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and it's not like I, I, I definitely don't have it figured out. I know that for a fact. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's continuous learning for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, and, and, you know, like they say experience is the best teacher, but it's the most painful teacher. Right. And, <laughs> And this is, these are lessons I had to learn. I was, I was forced to learn. Um, and in learning them though, they're lessons that I have, I have them now. <laughs> I know them now. Um, and so for me, I am very careful as to one, I'm careful to how my story is framed. Right. Um, because I truly believe that we do all have stories and they're ours. So you have to be careful who you give the power to tell your story to. Um, and so because of that, yes, absolutely. I'm going to frame my story in the way that it needs to be framed so that I am making sure that my purpose is defined and fulfilled by me because I know it. No one else knows what's inside of me, but me. And so that's where to me, it's important for things like this, this outlet that you created. And again, just that one question, what is your story? That is a powerful question. <laughs> so yeah. when you asked that, it was just like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> that is so perfect. That's so perfect. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. So I want to go back on a couple things, you know, mm -hmm. as you explained your story that you said. So you were a good student, a good athlete, like obviously throughout your career. And I am not, you know, I run a company, but I am not a CFO, that's for sure. And I commend anybody who is. Um, so obviously you have an internal drive and have had that for your whole life. Do you think that, you know, has that always been, being a driven person, has it always been the same form of motivation? Has that changed? Has that evolved? Like when you were growing up, were you motivated to get good grades because of your parents? Or was it just something you wanted to do yourself? And, you know, how, how has sort of the motivation to, yeah, I guess ultimately the motivation for the drive that you've had, how has that changed or evolved through the years? Um, another excellent question. Um, so yeah, I would say just generationally and looking at my family, we absolutely have a very strong legacy of excellence. And it's a legacy as well that I, my sister and I talk about it a lot and we've called it, it's redefining what's possible. And I can go person by person in my family and in our lineage and say, this was impossible, most people would say, but yet it happened, right? And so having that as a legacy already, when you come into the world, um, and my little brother has said in different forms as well, that he felt like when he was born into our family, he was given a syllabus, right? Like, these are the things that you have to have. Um, but my, my parents absolutely instilled a drive. Um, purpose was is so important in our family growing up. Um, I remember one day being very, very young and walking to throw something away in the trash can. And my father was like, what are you, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm throwing this away in the trash can. And he was like, well, you need to walk with purpose. I was like, to go to the trash can? Like, what? <laughs> But he was teaching me that there's always you should always have a purpose in what you're doing and, and embody that, own that, own that there's a purpose. There's no time that you're just wasting. 
even time resting and relaxing, there's a purpose in that, right? So always have that purpose front and center. So I've always had that. But I do believe that there's absolutely certain experiences that I've had in life that have caused that fire in me to burn brighter, right? I've, I've been in situations where I've been doubted. I've been in situations where people have told me, you're not going to have a future, right? Your future was to be an Olympic gymnast. Your future was to be this. Your future was to be that. Now you're not anymore. So now your future is not that bright. I've had that. I've had people look at me in the face and tell me that. That's a drive that I had, right? And I've also had the experience where those people had to come back and see me in a different light. And that's a rewarding experience that sometimes we don't get that full circle, right? Where for a long time, I have had that fire be fueled by, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. But then I also had to realize that that is fuel. Every fuel is not good fuel, right? There's different things that can drive us. And being fueled by proving other people wrong, it works. It works and it will drive you. <laughs> but at the end, you say, why did I spend decades to prove this person wrong, <laughs> right? Am I really... What am I being led by? Am I really doing these things because it's what I know is in my calling and purpose to do? Or am I doing these things to prove someone wrong that hasn't thought about it since, right? Or hasn't thought about different things since. So what exactly is fueling me? You have some people that are fueled by anger. Anger is a terrible fuel, right? But it will get things done. But at the end, it's like, wait, what am I being driven by? So I think even that question of, What's driving me is important, but I would say purpose has always been at the forefront. It was in, really embedded in us as a kid, as kids in my household, that was something you were going to have purpose in what you do. So we were dri very much driven by that. But I think the fuel that has driven me has changed over time. And there's been different seasons and different emotions that I think we all go through from different times where you have to feel those things, right? Those things may not always feel good when you're doubted or, or when you're confronted with different things or when you make a mistake, right? Or when you fail at something, those things don't feel good. But what do you do with it, right? What do you do with it? What's the next step? And it was Miles Davis that said, it's not the wrong note that makes it bad. Because you can hit a wrong note, but what do you do with the next note? That's what determines whether that was bad or good, right? Because you can hit another note and like, ooh, you took that song in a completely different direction. It was beautiful. <laughs> so it, it's, it's all in what you do with those moments, which is why for me, dark moments, dark times, dark seasons, I refer to those as dark rooms because that's really where the picture becomes clear. That's really where you get to see what's inside of me. What's going to rise up and cause me to overcome this? Because now that, that can be fuel for the next one, for the next battle, the next valley I have to go through to get to the mountaintop. I think that's, I think that's such a good word. And, you know, a couple things. So I, I, uh, play golf every once in a while with the chaplain from the college that I went to, and he's a phenomenal golfer and he has a pretty famous line. He goes, when I go out and play golf, um, I sort of expect to miss seven shots. And I never heard somebody say that before. He goes, seven shots is typically my number. I'll, I'll miss seven. 
And the difference between how good my round is and how bad my round is, is how bad those misses are. And it was a fascinating perspective because it was a guy who was seasoned enough to know that he was going to make a few mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we, we walk into so many circumstances expecting, you know, flawless in our performance. Mm-hmm. And then we reflect and we get upset with ourselves for not having it. Whereas I think the really good ones are the people who say, I know I'm going to mess up. Some of how bad the after effect is going to be is going to be based upon, uh, <laughs> quite frankly, you know, how bad those mistakes are, how not bad those mistakes are. But it was something that just really reflected on me uh, quite a bit too. And, and I love the, I love the miles, miles quote. I, mm-hmm. one thing that I have found and I'd be curious with you too, is uh, I, I don't really compete with a lot of people. I'm super competitive, but it's more with, I compete with the perfect version of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of trying to prove other people wrong, I, I have in some of the darkest times of my life sort of gotten a, kick in the rear to go prove the people who believe in me right. And I find that to be far more motivating than anything else. Absolutely. And it's a more healthy motivation. For sure. Healthy motivation. I absolutely agree with that. And um, I even, it's interesting because I always say like, I'm not, I don't compete against other people. Like when I'm on that starting line and I look to left and right, it's part the prior version of myself, right? That's what I'm competing against because I want to go beyond what has been. Um, but I even like that this is the optimal version of me. This is what I'm running towards, right? <laughs> but yeah, definitely agree with that. Hold yeah, I, lo- mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So, you know, for you, obviously, you've got a lot of different things that you're doing in life. What's kind of the next thing for you? Where are you spending your time, your energy, your focus, your purpose? And I, as you're writing your own story, what, what what's sort of the next chapter? Yeah. Um, And so I am absolutely jumping into the world of coaching. So um, transformational life coach. Um, I'm also writing. I'm writing a book now um, that I'm expecting to come out in a few months um, as well. So really just launching um, a way in which and mechanisms in which I can help. Right. I, I know now I now know what my gifting is. I know what my purpose is. I know what my calling is. And I want to fully, fully live in that. And so in doing so, I want to make sure that I'm creating the space, the time and the tools for people to become that next version of them. Again, I I truly feel that I do have the gifting to see that value in other people and to pull it out of them and to lead them through that, that journey of how do you recognize and then realize and completely unleash what's inside of you. And to do that, those are the those are the avenues I'm creating now. So again, I have a book coming out, um, I'm creating courses to go along with that, with the book. Um, and then actually, obviously, I do a lot of keynote speaking. Um, so those are the avenues right now that I'm really optimizing. I love that. I mean, I have found, uh, you know, I have a few coaches in my life and I have realize the impact. Um, some seasons I've invested more of my energy and time into those sessions and some seasons I've invested less. And I found the seasons that I'm actually intentional with different coaches that I've had. It's, I think some of the most life-changing work. And so I, I applaud you and I can't think of a better person to, 
come alongside somebody, uh, not always giving advice, not always uh, necessarily having the right answers, but coming alongside people and just making them better. I can't think of a better person than you to do that. So I think that's special. Mm, I appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that. <laughs> so, I mean, how, do, how does how does one side of your brain be a CFO and the other side of your brain be a coach? I, know, I feel like the- <laughs> I know. It, you, you got a versatile skill set. <laughs> yeah. That is true. It's so funny because, and that's the thing, like that's, for me, that is the challenge because I do get very excited about different things and very passionate about different things. So it's like, oh, we're basket weaving. I want to learn how to do that, right? <laughs> and then I'll yeah. do the basket <laughs> for the business, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, definitely have um, a broad set of interests um, that I definitely have. <laughs> That's special. I love that. I, you know, it's kind of funny how you how you mentioned coming from, you know, a a family that had a bit of a playbook. I come from a family of I think every male on the on my dad's side is a doctor in some form. Even the pastor has a doc, you know, doctorate, and I'm the first one to not go that path, at least at this point in my career. So you know, it's it's funny how a group of left brain men in my life and I kind of have the opposite. It's it's been fun. So you you learn a lot. So I've I've enjoyed it. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think it's interesting as well, even with the, because um, my, my sister has her doctorate as well. Um, but to me, is I have a lot of conversations about the journey because, you know, there not everybody may go through the exact same program you did or exact same education you did. And to me, we all have a journey in life and I learn from everyone. <laughs> I learn from everyone and everything. I love learning. Um, but within the doctoral journey, there's certain experiences that I had that really, for me, were game changing. But they're experiences that others have, whether you've been through that particular journey or not. Um, I even think of the different defenses that you have to do where you put your blood, sweat and tears into some a piece of work only to present it and have it completely ripped apart, you know, by people that in this, they're, they really take pride in doing that. Uh, Everyone, like different, everyone's experienced that regardless of your journey. So I can definitely relate in those ways. And I use those things to really pull people in to say, we may have different backgrounds. We may have different levels of education. I don't like hierarchies like that. So we may have different but we are all have experiences that we can learn from each other, connect and grow together. I think that's such a good word. I think that's such a good word. Um, Dr. Perry. So one of my favorite questions of the planet is uh, what gets you out of bed in the morning? And I Mm. think it's sometimes it can be simple things. uh, Sometimes it can be complex things, but for you, you know, what's, what's the driving force behind this whole thing? Um, I really think it's, furthering the legacy that's already been laid in my family Um, and looking at legacy and looking at generational growth as almost a relay race, right? The baton has been passed to me from my ancestors and it's my leg of the journey. And I want to continue that race and continue to run it in a way that I can make them proud. Uh, And Again, for our family, it's all over the place, redefining what's possible and understanding that with different people, that definition of possible is relative. And it can be relative based off of what they've seen and what they've experienced. But in my life, I have absolutely seen that if I believe strongly enough, I know I will see it, right? And so that whole adage of 
seeing is believing, I see the reverse. And when I can help people to realize that as well, that what is it that I see in you and then what is it you see in you and let's get together on that and let's put that belief into it. Let's put the work into it. And if we do that, then we will be able to shift what you see as possible. Um, and I love to blow people's minds, right? And I love to help other people blow minds. Like what they think, yep, yeah, this is how far we can go. Uh-uh, blow that out the water. You have the ability to do so. And that to me is the greatest feeling in the world is to have someone accomplish something and look back and say, I never thought I could do that. I never thought. I would be able to do that. And to realize that they did do it, that to me is like everything, everything. That's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, at least that's exactly the word I needed to hear uh, to wrap mm -hmm. up this. So I get a lot of, you know, uh, fr free encouragement. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. So, so Dr. Perry, um, for all that you have going on, what, what's the best way for people to, follow along uh, with, you know, the impact that you're having on the world, reach out to you, learn more. How do you want them to get a hold of you, contact you, follow you? What's the best way? Um, yeah, I'm actually, we're, we're launching, I'm going to launch a full social media campaign and website and everything. But as of now, LinkedIn is probably the one I'm most, <laughs> I'm yeah, most perfect. Um, staying up to date on. Not hard to find me. My name's India spelled E-N-D-Y-A. So not many of us out there. <laughs> it's so, a beautiful, unique name. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny. I, I was supposed to be the last child. So it's the end, India. Um, but I have a little brother, so <laughs> <laughs> India part two. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> that's that's yeah. good stuff. That's amazing. Well, seriously, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. You've definitely encouraged me, and I'm excited to track all that you've got going on. So thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you so much again for the invite. It was an honor to spend this time with you. Thank you. You just listened to an amazing episode on the Matt Baxter Show. It had nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the guests that I have and the stories that we get to tell and the smack talking we get to have. So if you enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes that you've listened to, feel free to su subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Check us out at themattbaxtershow.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Matt C. Baxter, Twitter, or Facebook as well, too. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, whether it's through an email on the website or whether it's through any of the social platforms. I do my best to get back to people as soon as I can. But thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoy. Feel free to send feedback in any way. And don't be afraid to share the Matt Baxter Show. We're very excited to have you as a listener and hope you continue to listen as well. Thanks a ton. Bye-bye.